Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Hey everybody and welcome to our online service. I trust you're all doing well and wherever you are watching or listening right now, really trust that the peace and the presence of God will minister to you. Let's just take a moment to pray. Um, Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for your presence with us. And I thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you that your word is alive, God. Thank you that it's powerful. Thank you that this morning we can open our hearts to trust that you would minister to each one of us in a very specific way. Thank you, Lord, that wherever we were listening from this morning, wherever people are hearing your message and hearing your voice this morning, we, I pray, God, Holy Spirit, that you would minister to each one of us. Lord, that you would minister your peace and your presence. Lord, that, that each one would hear the voice of your Spirit speaking into our hearts in the name of Jesus. We ask, Lord, that your kingdom would truly come in our hearts, Lord, through our hearts, in our lives, through our lives today, in the name of Jesus. Amen. The last two weeks, Philip and I shared messages around fear and anxiety, how to deal with them, how to cast our cares upon Jesus, etc. Uh, if you've missed these messages, please go and listen to them. I'm sure they're going to be a blessing to you. We also looked, we looked at the reality of all kinds of fear in our lives. When we look at the scripture, we see two main kinds of fear. The fear of God, and then also the fear of everything else. This second kind of fear has to do with us wanting to control everything around us. Now, this can happen in different ways. You know, um, you know some of us are literally, we like to control the little details. We like to, um, you know, feel that we are kind of in charge of what's happening. Um, you know, but basically it's, it's a fear of losing what is important to us, losing our lives, losing our jobs, our family, our reputation, our health. Uh, you can add to the list, you know, basically that control comes from a place of, I don't want to lose, I don't want to lose this. And it, it, it means we, we're trying to hang on to these things. Um, you know, on the one end, we often, we end up hiding from what we fear, trying to avoid facing it. But often we end up trying to control every detail of our lives in an effort to preserve that what we have, to hold on to what we, have, what we value. So we're clinging on to these things and, and inevitably there's this fear of, I don't want to lose this. Um, and instead of releasing and trusting God with these things, we cling on to them and, and that kind of becomes a downward cycle. The problem is that this kind of fear pulls us away from God. It makes us feel alone and isolated, like we have to fend for ourselves. Um, it makes us feel, I, know, I, have to, I have to kind of fight for these things. I have to hold on to these things. Um, and I'm all on my own. And, you know, often, we, often that, kind of feels, that kind of fear tells us that, we, um, that we've been left alone or we've been abandoned. God has deserted us. Um, it, it makes us feel like we're all on our own, all right? But God tells us 
to abandon this kind of fear. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This is the kind of fear, this, you know, this fear of all these things that we can lose, um, which this is the fear that God is telling us to abandon. But if we don't, this is the kind of fear that if we don't deal with it, will pull us further and further away from Christ. It has, and it's, it has often been said that we tend to obey the one that we fear. Or in other words, I've heard people say that we worship what we fear. We revere whom or what we fear the most. So um, just to illustrate that, one example from Scripture is that of, of Saul. <clears throat> Let's read from 1 Samuel chapter 15 from verse 17. And Samuel said, Though you are little in your own eyes, are you not the head? This is Samuel talking to Saul, the king. Are you not the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord appointed you king over Israel, and the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go devote to destruction the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you pounce on the spoil and do what was evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said to Samuel, we're still trying to justify himself. Saul said to Samuel, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. I have gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me. I have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and I have devoted the Amalekites to destruction. But the people took of the spoil sheep and oxen, the best of the things devoted to destruction, to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to listen than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of divination, and presumption is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. And this is the key one here. Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. This is a hectic one. Saul feared the people. He feared what they would think. Their opinion, he feared, you know, what their opinion would be more than he feared God. And he wanted the approval and the acceptance of the people instead of God's approval. And this is a, this is a difficult one because we see this all around us. We see how this obsession with what will people think and what, what will people say and winning people's approval instead of, um, resting in God's acceptance in Christ, we see how this can be so destructive. And being small in our own eyes can be a good thing. You know, when we see God as big and ourselves as small, this actually frees us from the wrong kind of fear. It, put thing, it puts things into perspective when I realize I'm small, God is huge, He's big, He's almighty, He's amazing. You know, it puts things in perspective to a place where I can put my trust in Him. But when we fear rejection by people, when we are small in our own eyes 
and crave the approval of man to feel better about ourselves, this can be disastrous. You can imagine if this is what fuels us, you know, that I need to be approved, I need to be accepted. Um, instead of finding our approval and acceptance in Christ, we're looking, always looking at, uh, to get it from people. This will cause us to act like Saul. In other words, rather do what people prefer me to do than obeying what God has told me to do. Um, and then let's look at the other kind of fear the Bible speaks of. This is the kind of fear we need to have. The kind of fear that has the opposite effect. It opposes all other fears in our lives. It brings wisdom. It brings rest, joy. It brings life. This is a holy fear called the fear of God or the fear of the Lord. Let's read a couple of scriptures around this concept of the fear of the Lord. Psalm 111 verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. This is such a powerful concept. If you seek wisdom, and this is one of those things that, that God actually tells us to pray for. He tells us to ask for wisdom. So you say, guys, you need this. <laughs> and he says the beginning of wisdom, the beginning of godly wisdom, not the wisdom of the world. The beginning of godly wisdom is when we understand how we relate to God. When we have the, the fear, the holy fear of God in our lives. Proverbs 14 um, says that the fear of the Lord, in the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence and his children will have a refuge. Powerful concept. Proverbs 19 verse 23 says, the fear of the Lord leads to life and whoever has it, has it rests satisfied. He will not be visited by harm. Psalm 112 verse 1 to 3 in the New Living Translation says, Praise the Lord. How joyful are those who fear the Lord and delight in obeying His commands. Their children will be successful everywhere. An entire generation of godly people will be blessed. They themselves will be wealthy and their good deeds will last forever. Wow, that's an amazing promise. These are the fruits of the right kind of fear in our lives. This, this is the effect of the fear of God in our lives. Isn't this the kind of fear we should desire? The fear of the Lord brings life. It does not involve torment. It doesn't steal from us. It doesn't torment us. It doesn't paralyze us. It brings life. It brings joy. Um, maybe try and illustrate this. Have you ever been in an electric storm, we call it, you know, with thunder and lightning, with wind and rain? It's one of, actually one of my favorite things. And I'm so, you know, I'm so fortunate up here where we live, where we have these thunderstorms in the summer. And if it's, when it really gets hectic, you know, it's, it's thunder and lightning all over the place. It's huge, you know, cumulonimbus clouds, hectic winds. And it's such an amazing experience. And obviously, when you're in it, it's very scary. <laughs> and it's actually deadly. Um, but somebody described it like this. It's, it's when you're in the middle of a storm like that, that when you are in a safe place, you can still experience the storm. You can still experience that power all over you, all around you, but you are safe and you know you're not going to die. 
That is what the, what the fear of God feels like to me. The, there's, the power is enough to obliterate you in one second that you feel safe in God's arms. So that leaves you with this feeling of awe and wonder, this thrill of this power and might all around you, this incredible display of the power of God. But there's no fear of I'm going to die right now. I, I might die, <laughs> but there's still this is you know there's that thrill and that awe, and that is that is similar to the fear of the Lord. We we are in awe of Him. Um, we are in awe of His great power. We are in awe of His majesty and His glory. And But still, there's a thrill in that there's an excitement in it because we know He loves us, because we know He's for us. I remember once uh, we were on a prayer outreach. We were cycling around the borders of South Africa, praying. And um, so we were cycling and then stopping and praying for every part of, of the country as we were going around. And I remember this one time we were actually into, we were about to enter a town and this storm hit. <laughs> we were trying to, you know, outrun it, but this storm hit properly, and it was a proper electric storm, as they say. It was gushing down. The wind was pumping. There was lightning and thunder all over the place. At one point, the, the lightning struck one of the, you know, telephone or, you know, power lines next to the road. Bah, you know, a bunch of sparks. It was very, <laughs> very scary. And I remember, you know, we were we were up on a hill about to get, go down into the into the town, and uh, everybody was panicking. What should we do? You know, how should we do this? And our leader just said, "We we carry on, we continue." And I remember in that moment, um, I had this powerful revelation, which really changed my life, because you know, I was in a season of my life where I was wrestling a lot about God's will for my life and. How do I know I'm in his will and all of those kind of things. And the one thing I was sure of is that I was in the will of God doing this outreach and praying for our nation. And uh, so it was such a powerful moment because in that moment, even in that storm, the Lord, I felt the Holy Spirit saying, this is the safest place for you right now on the planet. And I had an understanding that because I was absolutely convinced that this was God's will for me and this is the leader that God has placed me under and that I am in, I was in submission to the will of God and I was in his purpose and in his plan that there was no better place and there was no safer place for me right then and than that place in, even if it was in the middle of that chaos in the middle of the lightning and the thunder and the rain and we were cycling through water this deep you know so it was quite a dodgy situation <laughs> You know, but we were able. That that struck me that this was the safest place for me because I was in the will of God, and I realized that I can I'm able to fear Him alone. Anyway, we did end up finding shelter when we were off the you know coming down from the hill. The hill, hill is not a good place when there's lots of lightning around. So we found shelter down in the in the in the town. Uh, but that was such a powerful experience for me. The fear of the Lord. Is, is to be like Moses, you know, to take off our shoes because we are on holy ground. Like when the disciples were afraid of drowning in the storm, but after Jesus calmed the storm, they stood in awe and wonder. 
You know, there, there was a massive storm. Jesus was asleep in the boat. They were getting panicky and they were, they were thinking, we're not going to make it. So they woke up Jesus and they were afraid already. They were afraid of this storm, right? And then Jesus spoke to the storm and he calmed the storm. And the, the waves ceased, the wind ceased. It was dead quiet. And Mark chapter 4 verse 41 says, and, and they were filled with great fear. And they said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? They were amazed and um, they, were in, they were in awe and they great fear filled them. This is what the scripture says. And in that moment, I believe that their fear of the storm was eclipsed by their fear of God. When they realized, wow, this is the almighty king of the universe. Even the winds and the waves obey him. We need to be afraid of him rather than we need than of the storm. You may know that famous quote from Narnia, the, the first one, where Mr. Beaver said, he said, he's speaking of Aslan. He said, safe? Who said anything about safe? Of course he's not safe, but he is good. And that's, that is actually referring to Christ and referring to God because such an apt quote that, He's not safe. He's all-powerful. He's glorious. He's omnipotent. He's amazing. But he's, he's good. And we can put our trust in him. When this holy fear of God completely takes over our lives, it overshadows all other fears. We are able to let go of the fears which cripple us and leave us spent and paralyzed. Rather, we are left in awe of all the wonderful, of, of the all-powerful and wonderful God of the universe. Fear of God allows us to let go of everything we so desperately cling onto, to trust Him in the midst of storms, trust Him in the midst of these storms raging around us, that the most, uh, you know, that the most powerful King of kings gave up His life, gave up his glory, came down to earth as a man to serve us, to give his life in our place. We stand in awe and we stand in absolute wonder at who he is. My prayer, my, you know, my prayer for us is that we will grow in the right kind of fear, the fear of God that chases away all other fear. If you find yourself in a place where fears of all kinds are binding you and leaving you paralyzed and are encroaching on from every side. I want to encourage you. Choose today to put your trust in Him again. I'm trusting for moments for us that, like those disciples had in the boat, where they realized, wow, <laughs> He is the one that calms the winds and the waves. He is the one that speaks to the storms. Um, I'm, I'd rather be filled with fear and awe of Him than anything else. My prayer is that those, the fear, our fear, our holy fear of God will eclipse all other fears and that all those other fears will fade away. And I'm going to pray to this morning. I'm praying that even as we put our trust again in Him this morning, that this, wherever you are, even if when you put your trust in Him again, that you will experience that shift. And I, and I want to pray that, that he's going to stir up that, 
that we need in us to have that holy fear of Him and then to have that beginning of wisdom in our lives. A, a, bit of, a, a bit of a shift needs to happen so that this fear of God is the one that eclipses everything else. Let's pray this morning. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your word this morning, Lord. Oh, Lord, we come humbly before you. We acknowledge that often we allow ourselves to be bound by all kinds of different fears. We, we, we try to cling onto things. We're trying to control things. So we repent of that in the name of Jesus. So we repent of fearing other things more than we fear you, Lord. We repent of desiring the approval of men. We repent, Lord, of wanting to be approved of, wanting to be accepted by men, Lord. And we ask in the name of Jesus, do you deliver us of those fears in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would, that we would find our identity in you again, that we would be consumed only with your approval and your acceptance, knowing that you've already accepted us through the blood of Jesus. And this morning, Lord, we thank you that you haven't given your, you have given your son in our place. We thank you that you have already paid that price so that we are able to walk free from every fear, so that we're able to let go of the things that the world wants to cling on to. Like your word says, that we would lose our life in order to, our lives in order to gain real life, in order to gain eternal life. So this morning we choose to put our faith in you again, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you died for our sins. Thank you, Jesus, yet you set us free. And we receive that freedom this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you've prayed this kind of prayer for the first time, or, or if you would just like to connect with us, we'd like to pray with you some more. Or if you have if you need somebody to talk to about the fears that are crippling you and that are leaving you paralyzed, please click on the link in the description. There's a place where you can we can connect with you. Even if it's not with us, find someone that you can talk to and put your trust in God again. Amen. Thanks so much for joining. God bless you. And see you again soon. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org. Browse our website, www.shofaronline.org. Or like us on facebook.com forward slash shofarpretoria. Pretoria.